Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to us this morning um, for our live stream service. We're so happy that you guys are here. And uh, yeah, I want to start off with some worship before that. We want to lift this day up in prayer. It's such a beautiful, beautiful day today. And so grateful um, that the Lord should reward us with such an awesome day. So Father God, we just thank you this morning. We just want to thank you for being God of our lives. Let us never lose sight that that's who you are that we will set our minds on things above and not on things of this earth. And so, Lord, we just lift up this time to you. Um, we just lift up our worship to you this morning. Just pray that everything that we give up to you uh, in lyrics is an incense sweet aroma to you, that you would be pleased with it, Lord, because you do turn our morning into dancing. You do make our seas into highways. And we will put on a spirit of gladness because you are our God. And so we want to just rejoice in you today for who you are and for thanking you for being the loving, kind, compassionate father that you are. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All righty, let's go. Search the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along, put me back together. And every desire. You turn morning to 
Hallelujah. Good morning. Um, I have the uh, distinct honor of bringing um, the prayer offering um, this morning. And I wanted to share a, a, sh a short testimony. I know during this time, um, what, we're, we're, what we're experiencing in our communities, everyone's worrying about what's happening to their jobs and um, where they're going to go from here. But um, I know back in uh, 2018, uh, 2008, when the mortgage industry exploded, imploded, mm -hmm. I lost my job. Um, I lost my job. I lost my home. Um, and I did experience financial hardship. Uh, but one thing that was um, a sure foundation for me was the hope in God. Um, and that he would continue to provide for all of my needs through Christ Jesus. So if I can encourage any one of you um, out there to continue to place your hope in God um, because he is true to his word. Um, he does not uh, forsake us nor leave us. Um, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Um, and I would just like to share a scripture here in Philippians uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and thanksgiving make your requests known to the Lord for the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that we don't know but we only receive through the Lord, will guard our hearts and minds during this time. Um, I'd also like to say that um, when you're giving, um, when you're offering up your tithes and your offerings here at New Hope Waikolo, we have a, uh, different ways that you're able to do that. Uh, one of the ways is you can go ahead and text 84321, or you can go on our website to newhopewaikoloa.org slash giving or else you can do snail mail, um, if that's <laughs> still your thing. <laughs> and please mail that to New Hope Waikoloa, P.O. Box 384-644, Waikoloa, Hawaii, 96738. Um, this is also going to be in the comment section for those of you um, who I might have spoken a little too fast and you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. But if I can encourage you, um, Jesus is still on the throne. He yes. is still the king. Amen. And um, during this time, uh, please don't lose heart. Please place your hope in a God who still loves us and who still provides for us. I'm living testimony <laughs> of that. Hallelujah. I want to pray over our offerings. Father in heaven, we just thank you for everything that we have, Father, because all that we have comes from you, Lord. Your word says, Father, that you will provide for all of our needs through your glorious riches in your son, yes. Jesus. Father, we hold this dear and true to our heart father and i pray for um everyone who can hear my voice father everyone who is watching this this uh, uh this morning father that you would bless their households you would bless their families father uh you would continue to work out all things for their good because they love you lord we love you father we thank you lord and we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Cheryl. You're welcome. That was awesome. What an awesome testimony. Yes, let's always be prepared to give a testimony for the hope that we have. It's a great time to give thanks to God.
God, we never need to worry. You're in control. You're not worried. <laughs> you own a thousand cattle on a hill. <laughs> You're not worried, God. And one of those cattle belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we just <clears throat> thank. We just want to give thank, praise, and thanksgiving to you because you got our backs. You're covering us. We, there's no need to worry. There's no need to worry. Store. 
all the earth. Jesus, we just exalt you in this place. <laughs> we exalt you. You are majestic. You are holy. You are righteous. You are a deliverer. You are a defender. You are a protector. And we love you. And we ask for your blessing upon the word as Pastor Rob and Pastor Jerry bring the word to everyone today. We, we pray a blessing upon it that it would reach out to the hearts of many and go deep. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All righty. What's up, everybody? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, we actually had for you guys on the mainland. This morning was awesome. All, all the mountains where there's actually snow on Mauna Kea, 
and you could see the mountaintops of all the mountains, but just right before service started, actually the clouds went on every single mountain, so <laughs> can't enjoy all the scenery, but can enjoy some of it. So you want to start us off, Jerry? Yeah, so good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us, New Hope Waikoloa and beyond. We love you guys. Uh, we'll open up our service in prayer, so let's bow our heads. Father, <coughs> We just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made, Father. I thank you for um, just being able to be here, Father, to in this beautiful place, Father, and to share your word that has been given to us, Father. I pray that it would touch every heart out there, Father, and that every heart would receive it for them, Father. And so we lift this day up to you, God. We thank you. Uh, we can't thank you enough, Father. Your love, your grace, and your mercy is so sufficient for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, fear, yeah? Yeah. We're going to talk about, um, actually, touch on the crucifixion of Jesus and the story, um, you know, the events that led up to his being crucified on the cross for all of us. And so we have, Pastor Rob came up with three questions that we are going to kind of um, converse about. And so that's, that's how it'll go um, for our message today. And so I will let Pastor Rob start. Yeah, okay. so basically what, it, what we wanted to look at was just how the disciples reacted to Jesus being crucified. And just look at the time, mostly around John 20 from when Jesus was crucified up until he rose and just how they treated those times because I was, I was reading the scriptures and something that really stood out to me and it's under a different circumstance was they went and locked themselves in rooms out of fear and so nothing I um, you know obviously we need to do that now but it just really stood out to me in that um, you know how that applies to what we're going through now because pretty much everyone watching is probably stuck at home locked up and so yeah. I just really, you know, how they dealt with fear and kind of, kind of the first thing I wanted to hit on was that basically their issue was is that things didn't go as planned for their life. And we can apply it to the world today or different things in our lives. And they, they had thought Jesus was going to be the Savior. Their version of him saving them was going to be different than the way it played out. They thought he was, came to save, save the nation of Israel. They, they thought he was going to be the lion of Judah at that point in time. And so they just thought there's no way he could die. And so once he died, there's just confusion set on, on them. We talked about it last week, kind of the fear of the unknown came in. They're locked up in rooms thinking something in the future is going to happen. Maybe they're going to get crucified just like Jesus was. And so fear set in. And so, you know, it was really for them the big issue was things weren't going as planned and they just freaked out. And so for you, Jerry, I was wondering, is there anything in your life where you've kind of experienced that, where life's not going as plan as you planned, and you just kind of freak out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot has happened in my life, but I think specifically to what we're talking about, um, and so I'll, I'll just touch on the first question is, what caused the disciples to be afraid, and what um, it, how, it, how it's relevant to our lives today is... For me specifically, um, we had wanted to um, continue living. I lost my dad in March of 2013, 
And so we wanted to, I'm sorry, 2018. And so we wanted to continue living in his home. And that was our plan. And we were moving along with our plan. Uh, and so when the reality of the reality set in that we weren't going to be able to stay there and continue making memories in that home, that that hit us pretty hard. And and we were there was a sense of being afraid of what what was going to happen. You know, what were we going to do? Where were we going to go? Um, and and in all honesty, it I pushed my own hand on it. I I wanted to do I wanted my plan kind of like the disciples wanted their plan with Jesus. And so uh, when the reality was that it wasn't up to me, God was in control of what happened, then, you know, um, I was able to be at peace about moving forward from that. And when I finally surrendered it to, to God, I was able to <coughs> be okay about it. And I think that's kind of what happened with the disciples eventually yeah, right yeah I mean, they were afraid from before the crucifixion yeah. and all the way up to the resurrection yeah, and yeah. so um you know sometimes when we're just moving on our own it it never happens and so yeah 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 and then the second thing we wanted to look at was how, how they handled it and we're going to look at yeah. i think it's just the human condition that we tend to handle things this way if, if we just kind of fault back and so so the first thing they did is you see they just went back to their old ways we see peter went back to fishing i, I don't know this for a fact but i always picture him you know the old saying swearing like a sailor so i picture him back on back on his boat fishing not using good language and um yeah so we just see see everyone just went back to life back to their old ways and I know for us that that's something we have to watch for because I, I think in times like this we're automatically put into isolation and I think mankind thrives in community. I think we're built that way. So if we're isolated and we're away from community, especially if we need good community, we have the propensity to go back to what's comfortable for us, whatever that might be, addiction or something like that. And so for us, I think it's huge that we stay connected this way. If to be aware that that can happen if we start falling back into our old thought patterns of maybe life's not great, maybe why does this always happen to me, anything like that, to just be aware of it and then just seek the Lord on it and reach out to someone, reach out to someone with the church, a friend, someone that mm -hmm. a good yeah. a friend that's going to give you good advice. Don't reach out to a friend that's going to just uh, just, just cry with you. And I mean, it's good to cry with you, but don't just kind of kind of add fuel to the fire. Yeah. So that was the first thing. And then obviously the thing that I just hit on two was that in Luke 21, 26, it says, and I know we did this last week, but I think it's a crucial verse for our times. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. And, and basically what's happening is that we're so fearful of some future time that we're basing our whole life right now on that fear. So, so we're, we saw with the disciples, they were afraid of getting crucified right They're, we're going to get crucified so we're just going to go lock ourselves in a room and hide out there and and what they really should have been doing if you think about it, i mean it's all the way back like luke 10 they went out they were already performing miracles jesus sent them out in luke 10 they were performing miracles casting out demons everything like that so so they had the ability to do that and that's what they did for most of their ministry with jesus so so 
the human condition got a hold of them and they went and isolated themselves and feared the future versus going out what they actually knew that Jesus had called them to do, which was to still go out, spread the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. And so, yeah, just to be, I think for us, it's huge to, to not fall into isolation, catch in onto that and just don't be afraid of the future. Be aware of the future, but not afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely, um, their faith was being tested in that time. And, um, I think that that's, for us, that happens all the time. You know, our faith is tested, and we get, we fall into temptation yeah. almost. Um, you know, like like Pastor Rob said, um, they were doing all the work for for all that time. They were, they were seeing it themselves for their own eyes. Um, the miracles that they, that was happening all around them every day. And so... Yeah, I think for us, we we can see the goodness of God, but when fear sets in, we it's like we just lose it. We we forget, and so we we revert back to those ways, of, ways. of before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, that you know, touching a little bit more on that is what I wrote here is you know the disciples heard all of what Jesus was saying to them. Uh, you know, about his, he knew that he was going to have to, he was going to die and leave, leave them, leave earth. Um, he knew the plan of the father. Um, and so even though he was saying to the disciples all along that this was going to happen, this was the father's will. Um, they were, it's almost like, I felt like <coughs> they were just saying yes. And they, they did really understand it. But when, push came to shove I guess it's kind of yeah. like they were like no we don't we don't want you to leave you know this is this is not how it's supposed to be we want you here with us all the time but um, we know how the story ends we we have him Holy Spirit he gave to us so yeah yep, he's with us he is all with the time us. <laughs> yes for sure for sure so um, yeah, I guess we can go right into yeah. the third yeah. the third question that we have here. Um, and I'll ask Rob, Pastor Rob here. Was there any of the disciples that handled it in the right way? Yeah, I don't think actually any of them fully handled it in the right way. But I think yeah. the closest one is Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think she got the closest. And I think we can learn a lot from her. And basically, we know her whole posture was that, the, the other disciples went back to their old ways. Mary didn't do that. She, yeah. she basically couldn't acknowledge life without Jesus. So we see, we see she, she's going to the tomb in the middle of the night trying to, you know, I'm taking it she couldn't sleep. She's awake in the middle of the night. She's going back. She's trying to find him. Life's just not the same without him. And so I think, I think for me, I, I, I began to ask myself, why, what was different about Mary than the other disciples to make her this way. And this is what really stood out to me. And this is in Luke 7. And this is just speaking about a woman in general. It says, Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. That's at the end of chapter 7. And then at the beginning of chapter 8, Luke mentions about 
Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. And for me, that just really resonated with me. And I know we see it in our, in our lives today is that those that feel like something's happened in their life of big magnitude and they've acknowledged that, then they tend to have a greater love for Jesus, a greater appreciation for what he's done. And while I think that that's true, we all should have that appreciation. And I think that's something that, that Jesus eventually goes on to hit on is that, that the sins are all equal. It's a matter of how you perceive it and how you perceive what Jesus has done for you. And it's not as much about what you've done, but just looking at him and understanding the totality of what he's done to cover everything. And so I think for me, that was something that really just stood out to me with, with Mary is that, that she had so much of a love for him because she had had demons cast out of her and that changed her life so much and she acknowledged the change in her life that she just didn't know how to do anything different. And I also just wanted to add here too, and I, I love this, I love this about what, when Jesus came back. When he came back and the disciples were being stupid, Peter's, Peter's you know, out having a pity party, shameful, I think all the language says it at that time, Peter was super shame of, of yeah. himself. And I love the words out of Jesus's mouth to Mary. Go to my brethren. He didn't even say, go to the, go to the dummies. He didn't say, <laughs> go to the disciples. He said, go to my family. They're my family. And say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to yeah. my God and your God. And I love that. And we, we see it from the time Jesus came back, and I think it just totally wipes out shame, condemnation, is he came back, he went to Peter, Peter jumped off the boat, cruised ashore swimming, and Jesus didn't even say, Peter, why are you back to your old ways? He said, he said, hey, Peter, I got a big plan for you in my church. Yeah. And I think that's the call to all of us in whatever, wherever we are in life, is that, is that that's what he has for us. And shame, condemnation has nothing, nothing over us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, I just want to share with you guys that, you know, forgiveness is for everyone. And so it's kind of like, yeah, like what, what Rob said about when Jesus went to, you know, to Peter. He didn't say, hey, you know, you denied me three times. or He didn't call that out at all. He, he was just saying, I love you and I'm here for you. And so for us today, I, we, just want, we just want you guys to know that um, there is forgiveness to be, to be had. Um, Jesus loves each and every one of us. And so in preparing for, you know, we're, we're approaching Easter Sunday, the resurrection. He is alive, and we know that, and we're going we're gonna to be celebrating that in a couple of weeks. And so, um, you know, we just want you guys to know that there is no condemnation and um yeah i love that what he said to his his own mom you know go to your brethren go to your brother and say these things and the and the gift of the holy spirit um is such a precious gift that each of us have and for those of you who don't you can have that it is there's no um there's no it doesn't discriminate against anybody and so we want you guys to know that that there is, and 
and that Jesus loves each and every one of us. That's why, that's why the cross. And I was sharing with Rob earlier this week that as I was preparing for today and I was reading the story again about all that had happened up until the crucifixion, my Bible, <laughs> I, I just, I cried. I cried again. Every time I read that story, it seems like more and more it is um, so like I, I am so grateful and so thankful for what he did and all that he went through. We are, what we go through is nothing. Um, and so we want to encourage you, all of you out there, to say that um, we don't need to stay where we are. God has such a great plan for us. And if we would just grab a hold of it, we can move forward and into finding out what that plan is for each of us uh, because it is a great plan uh, and a good plan and a plan that would prosper each and every one of us. And so I think at this time, we just want to um, put it out there to any of you um, on, this, on this video right now that if, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus right now, we can pray with you uh, to do that. And so, um, you know, go on to the comments um, on this feed, and we have Noah watching it. And if you want to, just say a little yes on your comment, and um, I can pray with you. And so while, you're, while that's happening, I just want to share with you um, the – a scripture that is so, so powerful, and it comes out of John 3:16, uh, where it says, "God loves you, or God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, um, that whoever believes in Him shall not par perish, but have eternal life." God loved the whole entire world that He gave His one Son for you. For me, for Rob, and everybody, um, that he he does he he does not want anyone to perish, but he wants eternal life for each of us, and that is the greatest gift that he can give to us. So, John three sixteen, for those of you who are unsure, um, he loves you, and he does, and wherever you are right now, that's not if you're if you're feeling down or you're discouraged about something. That's not what he has for you. He has a greater plan. I mean, and look at where we are. It's beautiful here. We are enjoying it, and we want you guys to enjoy your life too. And so um, let me just pray for those of you, if there are any that said yes, that they want to surrender their life to Jesus, I'm going to pray for you right now. So let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for your one and only son that you gave up for each of us father and i just lift up each person that um i don't know if anybody did but if they did whoever raised their hand to say yes i want you jesus to be my lord and my savior in my life father i lift them up to you and i pray that the spirit of condemnation would be removed in jesus name and that they would receive you father that they would receive you, Father, because you have an amazing plan for each person, Father. And so I lift them up to you, God, right now. 
And I thank you uh, for them, Father. I thank you that they have said yes. And Lord, we thank you again, over and over again. We thank you for your unconditional love uh, that you give to us each day. And we just lift this all up to you, Father, in your son's most mighty and powerful and majestic name, Jesus, Father, in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. I think Pastor Nolene's going to come close us out with a worship song. And um, thank you guys for joining to us. Yeah, we love you guys. We miss you. We miss you. It's right. (laughs) We miss hugging. Yep, we miss hugging for sure. Yeah, the one thing about, like, giving your life over to Jesus is um, we don't ever have to be, you know, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid to show our weaknesses. We don't have to be afraid because he already knows all things. So let's just end with uh, Graves into Gardens again with part of the song. Um, Yeah. Pray you guys have a great day for worship with us. Essentials, all right? Love you all. Aloha.